4: This is the Nightcap on Vsin, the sports betting network.
5: Hour two of the Nightcap here on Vsin and things are getting interesting down in Tennessee. Seventeen all as Brandon Ayuk. Thanks in large part to the Debo Samuel run, uh, catch and run down inside the five-yard line. And Brandon Ayuk finishes it off with a touchdown reception from Jimmy Garoppolo. 2.16 to go, Scott, in the fourth quarter. It is all tied up at 17, and we'll see if Tennessee can now drive the length of the field and get themselves a field goal as it looks like the clock will roll down to the two-minute warning. So two-minute warning, In Tennessee, a second down upcoming for the Titans, tied up at 17. That is Scott Seidenberg. I'm Tim Murray. And all we can say is don't go to overtime (laughs) and score a touchdown to win. Overtime has not been kind to your boy uh, this year. They were on my naughty list. We did a segment last Friday night. They were on my naughty list this year.
4: It's happened three times this year where – a team scored a touchdown in overtime to cover a spread that was less than six but north of three. So I think it was... Um, Bills and the, Bucks most recently. Bills and Bucks most recently was a three-and-a-half uh, point spread. Yep, I had the three-and-a-half. You had um, the... <laughs> we had Cowboys-Patriots. Cowboys-Patriots. I had the three-and-a-half. I think it was a four. four it might have been four. I got a three-and-a-half, yeah. yeah. And there was another game as well that wound up closing after a touchdown scored in overtime. So three games this year that um, have happened in overtime uh, as a result of a touchdown being scored covering the line. Oh, here's the other one. Dallas, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, and Kansas City. The Chiefs mm. Chiefs did it when they scored against the uh, Chargers. And I had the three and a half with the Chargers.
5: Yeah. So. so. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so let's just hope that uh, that doesn't unfold here uh, as we've got two minutes to go uh, in this one and it is all tied up at 17. Titans do have the ball. Uh, it has been a night for two really, really good wide receivers. Debo Samuel mentioned that 56 yard reception uh, that he had to get the Titans, or excuse me, the 49ers inside the 10 yard line. Eight catches, 143 yards for Debo Samuel. Oh, by the way, five. Runs for 32 yards as well uh, for Debo Samuel. And then uh, A.J. Brown. Welcome back, Mr. Brown. 11 catches, 145 yards, and one touchdown. Julio Jones, by the way, also back. One catch and seven yards. Uh, And Donta Foreman, if you're wondering, uh, on the ground for Tennessee, there has been no run game tonight whatsoever. Foreman uh, just nine carries for 17 yards. You know, it's amazing. As great of a season as Debo Samuel has had,
4: if it wasn't for Jonathan Taylor doing what he's doing or Cooper Cup doing what he's doing, this is your offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, what he's doing combined in the rush in the running game for them as well as the receiving game. I mean, he is turning into the, you know what Cordell Patterson was supposed to be, right? <laughs> um, even though Patterson has had a decent year for for Atlanta. But he is Mr. Do It All for San Francisco, and he's having a tremendous season. But not gonna win the award because of guys like Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup.
5: Yeah, that you know that's gonna be a really interesting race to see uh, who ultimately grabs it, whether it be Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup. I think they're both. Uh, I want to say DraftKings was Cup as a slight favorite in that one. Uh, but yeah, that'll be a really uh, interesting race to see who ultimately uh, grabs it. By the way, your live line right now. That's not correct. Uh, it says San Francisco minus three. That's off. Uh, because Tennessee's minus one eighty-five yeah. on the money line right now with the ball driving. Hopefully we get a flag there. Yeah, throw that yeah, flag. Hey, there we flag. go. Throw, hey, that hey, hook, hook the arm. throw that flag. Throw that flag. <laughs> 120 to go in the fourth quarter. Tennessee still with all three timeouts, uh, driving right now. Both Scott and I. Last night we said it. Uh, you know, sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. And Bet North Sometimes Te- it rains. North Texas, uh, man, mean green. Not much mean today. Not much mean. Today. I played the money
4: line parlay all three teams. Oh, I did the money line <laughs> on all three underdogs. It was plus seventeen hundred. Um, it would have been a very nice hit. I'm gonna wind up if Tennessee wins, hitting two of three on that parlay. North Texas just could not come through.
5: Yeah. My uh my stance on, on money uh well that's not true. I play money line parlays with you know favorites. There we go. Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill showing that athleticism inside the 35-yard line.
4: That's the best wide receiver playing quarterback
5: in the NFL. That a boy, Ryan Tannehill. 106 to go. Ryan Tannehill stumbling and bumbling inside the 35-yard line. What a run for Ryan Tannehill as he goes for 20. Three yards, yeah. the longest run by far tonight by any Tennessee Titan. Prior to that, the longest run Jeremy McNichols went for ten yards. It has been a game in which they have not been able to run the ball whatsoever. So now Tennessee is sitting in some uh, in pretty nice shape for an opportunity for a game-winning field goal uh, with Randy Bullock, who has already one for one today uh, from the from field goals. Does
4: Mike Sherman get credit for Brian Tannehill, or? Do we blame Mike Sherman for playing him at wide receiver, for putting him at wide receiver to begin with, or do we credit him for moving him from wide receiver to quarterback? I think
5: it's simple. We just blame Adam Gase. Always blame just, Adam Gase. Whatever you want to do, just blame <laughs> Adam Gase. I mean, that's that's the way to go. Um, I would imagine San, Francisco, San Francisco's used their first timeout. They're going to use their second here. So with 59 seconds to go, they're going to use a timeout, and uh, Tennessee is just going to kind of salt this one away, and, you know, I, we've talked, You, I mean, you obviously have more invested than I do. I don't have any bets on Coach of the Year, um, and you are in on Matt LaFleur, which I think is a great bet, uh, considering where they stand right now, and a chance to, uh, for a second consecutive year, own the number one seed in the NFC and go 14-3, and three and you know, what would that be, 40-9, his first incredible. three years as a head coach of the in regular season? Um, but Mike Vrabel, now look, they've struggled, they've lost to the Texans, and I'm not saying he's up for it, but to think about they lost Derrick Henry, they lost AJ Brown, they lost Julio Jones, and they're about to improve, barring a missed field goal here, which hey, it's kickers. Never know. They're about to be ten and five. Yeah. So it's it's a really good year. I think I think Mike Vrabel's already gotten his due, especially for you know, the way he schemed it up against the Ravens a couple of years ago in the playoffs, uh-huh. he's, he's he's gotten recognized for being a really good coach. Uh, but, no, this year has been really impressive to see what he's been able to do.
4: Yeah, I think that he's just, he's dropped off. He'll rise up after this game. Um, and next week he'll be higher than, than he was, or at least get back. Because at one point he was the favorite to win this award. Yeah. At one point during the season. Um, I think it's a really interesting year because I think there are multiple people that you can consider to win this award. If the Bengals wind up winning the AFC North, like how does Zach Taylor not get consideration to be coach of the year? Taking a team that was not thought to be there uh, with a quarterback in his second year returning from injury and going to and winning the division. I think Tennessee was a team that was expected to win this division before the season started and uh, Vrabel got a lot of love for the start that they got off to, um, but then he fell off with the losses, and yes, it could coincide with the injury, but that's what makes the coach, right? How do you handle the adversity? He did not handle it well. They dropped all those games. Um, Now bouncing back is great, and they're going to win the division. Fantastic, Uh, but I still think he falls behind
5: Bill Belichick and Matt LaFleur, and then I'd say even Frank Reich. Yeah. Yeah, that's as crazy as that sounds because they're going to end up winning this division. Yeah, uh, it was a huge win for the division. Anyone who had Tennessee futures out there, I mean, I fired on Tennessee. I remember where I was. I was sitting in my car and I heard the news that Carson Wentz got hurt and was out. And I immediately fired away uh, because of the, the the situation that they had there uh, in uh, at quarterback. Yeah, and then Quentin Nelson got the same injury, right. which was which was crazy. Uh, But then they both were able to play week Uh one, but they uh got off to a slow start. So update right now, uh, Ryan Tannehill on third down just rolled out uh, to his right to get to the right hash mark. Probably where Bullock wanted the ball. Yes, clearly what Randy Bullock wanted the ball, there's nine seconds to go. And uh, Mike Vrabel just called timeout 17-17, and the Tennessee Titans... An opportunity to get a win as a home dog. Always nice what to be catching
4: some points. The total in this game, 45.
5: 45. So right now you're at 30. You'll be at
4: 37, right? Yep. 8, 9, 40, 1, 2, 43. You can't get to 45. I was about to say, because 49ers, there's nine seconds left, which means they're going to get the ball, and there might be some laterals mm-hmm. going on. Oh, yeah. And I was wondering. And the and kick is no good. Did yeah, get right it? in bro, yeah, Oh, he got yeah. it. So with four seconds left, there will be a kickoff, and I was wondering if you could get a bad beat on the over here if there were some sort of laterals back and forth and the Titans pick it up and run it into the end zone. Um, but you can't because you're at 37 right now, so the under is safe.
5: Four seconds to go, and uh, the Music City Miracle uh, would have to be <laughs> would have to be done by the San Francisco 49ers in Tennessee here as Randy Bullock able to... Uh, Bang home the field goal to make it a 20-17 to 17 lead for the Tennessee Titans. Just sneaking it in there uh, inside the goalpost. And I think books. will talk to Chris Andrews, top of the hour. This is going to be a very good result. As we talked about Ooh. yesterday uh, with this 49ers team trending in the right direction. And I just think people did not account for, and we knew it last night. Now, Taylor Lewan was out. Uh, the the guard was out as well, but A.J. Brown and Julio Jones being back, clearly massive for this. And Jimmy Garoppolo, um, I wouldn't say completely imploded, but the interception in the red zone, the interception in the second half, early in the second half that set up the uh, Titans' first touchdown. Titans should get this win, we'll see. Uh, Jimmy G will have one last stand, but 20 to 17 Titans leading the 49ers. That's Scott, I'm Tim. Come on back right here on the Nightcap.
6: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: This is the Nightcap on V the Sports Betting Network.
5: We have a new prop tracker now available on VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head on over to VEASAN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL alongside Scott Seidberg. I am Tim Murray. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And uh, Tennessee giving us a, a nice little yeah. early Christmas present. Absolutely. You know, making up for North Texas earlier today, which bummed me out. You know, finding out that their star running back would be out. And I still rolled with it. Why not? Let's go. But uh, UCF wins outright as a dog. And here Tennessee outright as a dog, a three-and-a-half point Spread earlier today, I believe closed around most shops at three. Uh, here at Circa, it was a juice three and a half. Uh, but ultimately, the Titans, thanks to a Randy Bullock field goal with four seconds to go, get the win and win 20-17. to 17. And with that 49ers loss, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have yeah. clinched a playoff spot. Congratulations to the Dallas
4: Cowboys. And now on the season, the Tennessee Titans, six and two against the spread as an underdog. both straight up and, obviously, against the spread as a home underdog this season. So, juicy spots to find the Tennessee Titans in if you find them as an underdog, uh, which will not happen for the final two games of the season against the Dolphins and the Texans. But, something to keep in mind in the playoffs. Uh, They win the division, which we believe is going to happen, and this win is going to help them. Right now, they're the two-seed. Probably not going to stay there. But let's say if they're the two or the three, you could be staring in the face of a matchup with either the Buffalo Bills or the Los Angeles
5: Chargers. And something we mentioned last night and another reason why uh, I haven't played it yet, and I should have played it earlier today when it flipped, but uh, I will ultimately be on Arizona. And the reason is I like to spot, obviously, Arizona, you know, being as bad as they were last week, Indianapolis winning. But you look at the look ahead line, right? And it was Arizona minus five, and now it's Indianapolis, or it's down to one. Tennessee in the look ahead line just a week ago, Scott, was minus one. And we talked about this last night. And it went off at pick prior to last weekend's games. They play the games. Tennessee loses. They don't look very impressive. And the 49ers do, right? Tennessee loses at Pittsburgh. They now lost three out of four. They repost as a three point dog get up to three and a half where you and I were able to grab it, where it was available last night when we talked about it on the show, and they're able to win this game outright. Now, once again, was this smooth sailing, easy winner? No, I mean, the first half, it was completely dominated. The Tennessee Titans, folks, had 55 yards. I put up my hands. 55 (laughs) yards in the first half. Their worst offensive performance of the season But the second half, they came alive. They got a big interception of Jimmy Garoppolo. A.J. Brown started to go off. He was targeted 16 times tonight. 11 catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. What a game for A.J. Brown in his return. And uh, the Tennessee Titans now 10-5 and and, uh, in really good position to win the division uh, with Indianapolis sitting at 8-6 and Tennessee having Miami. And Texas and Houston to close out the year. A win or an Indianapolis loss, Tennessee clinches the division. So I just tweeted out uh, I can't wait to bet the Titans as a home underdog in the playoffs against
4: the Bills. Um, if that's the matchup, we saw it earlier this season. Buffalo was a six point favorite in that game. Where do you set the line now, and which side are you on? So, Titans-Bills. Titans-Bills in Tennessee, obviously. It was six points earlier this season,
5: and Derrick Henry did play in that game. Yeah. Man, I can't believe that. That was a monday Nighter, right? Or was the Chiefs game a monday Nighter? I can't remember. I think it was a primetime game. We were watching it in here. It was 5.15 uh, p.m. Pacific, so it had to have been Monday night. Yep. Yeah. So, what is that line now? Is Derrick Henry back?
4: Mm, let's assume it's wild, wild card weekend, so no.
5: Titans are th- three and a half point dogs, if not higher. Bills were six point favorites
4: earlier in the season with
5: Derrick Henry. Well, I know, but the Bills are and playing the Bills worse have dropped
4: right? off. Okay, so
5: Look, I don't know, maybe higher, maybe a little higher, maybe All four right. or five. What side do you want? Oh, Tennessee, absolutely. I don't trust Buffalo, right? Now. <laughs> I don't.
4: Dave Ross just uh, responded to my tweet. With a ticket showing uh, Bills to win the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> I said, can't wait to bet the Titans against the Bills as a home underdog. I'll take the Titans in that spot. Yeah. Three and a half. The first round of the playoffs at home against the Buffalo Bills. Now, let me give you the other scenario. Okay? Titans at home. By the
5: way, the Titans, sorry to interrupt. Titans right now are the two seed. Yes. Obviously cause right now. Because you saw New England have, didn't play New yet. England uh, yeah. and yeah so and but just kind of crazy
4: to think. Okay, about. Titans, Chargers, in Tennessee.
5: What's the line and which side are you on? Uh, Chargers, Chargers. If no Derrick Henry, Chargers are probably a very small favorite. Um, round and would pick you, and would you take the points at the Titans? No, I don't think I would. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Final. You would. I think you would on all these. I, I would. Yeah. yeah. Final scenario.
4: <laughs> Titans against Colts? I, uh, I, don't, I, think the, I think the Colts are going to be the five seed, <laughs> you know? Um, Depends on what happens this weekend. Yeah. Do they beat the Cardinals? Okay, fine. Titans-Colts. We saw that the Titans swept them this season. Mm-hmm. I would take the Colts. You would take the Colts. Uh, I'd probably have to take the Colts too. It's hard to beat a team three times in the same year. Right? Yeah. And I was gonna, I was gonna say the Titans against an AFC North team. So Titans at home against the Ravens. Baltimore. Pittsburgh. Titans at home against Pittsburgh or Titans at home against the Bengals. Yeah.
5: Who would you take? I think that the Titans would be favored. Against I think Walter. the Titans. Yeah. Uh, the only one, maybe not Baltimore, if Lamar is a hundred percent. Definitely a favorite against Pittsburgh. Probably a favorite against Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Um, since I, I would take them against Baltimore just based off of history, right? I mean the way that they. Bottled
4: I think up right Lamar. now. I think right now it's an auto fire on Tennessee as a home dog against anybody. In the playoffs, in the first round. Scott is... Second round? Scott is hot and heavy for the Tennessee Titans, baby. Second round, I don't know. Because now we're talking about going on the road. But what... All right,
5: now let me flip the uh, scenario game on you. Okay. What if Derrick Henry is healthy? Well, then they'll be favored. No, I know. But let's say second round, Derrick Henry back fully healthy and... Titans underdogs at the Chiefs? Yeah, what would you do? With Derrick Henry? Mm -hmm. I'd take the Titans. So do you think... Assuming. we're talking ATS, not straight up by the way. Right. But by the way, I know a lot of people were were curious about Tennessee as a AFC future. Uh-huh. If you get if we start to get win that Derrick Henry's going to be back, now how healthy is he going to be? But would you look into the futures market of Tennessee? Which by the way, remember, 55 yards in the first half tonight. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo threw an interception in the red zone, threw another terrible pick in early in the second half, and they needed a game-winning field goal of four seconds to go. But Derrick Henry is arguably the best running back in the NFL yep. uh, when healthy. So if Derrick Henry's back and healthy, would you, could I convince you to take a look at this shiny AFC future with the Tennessee Titans?
4: You could. <laughs> you could I, I depends on where they have to go like i don't know if i like the titans going to new england
5: to play a game i just don't know if i like that right now the titans 9 to 1 to win the afc at draft games your titans did remember they got blown out in, in new england a couple Can, weeks ago kansas city plus 210 new england plus 350 buffalo 5 to 1 colts 8 to 1 titans 9 to 1 and that's what's no my way. charger what's my chargers at Go Chargers, go! Are sixteen to one. Yeah, I bought in on that at that ten to one. So these are slightly updated, as you could tell. Uh, Those were prior to tonight's game. Titans win uh, as a three and a half or three point underdog, and they are now a nine down to nine in the futures market. San Francisco, uh, they are now twenty to one to win the NFC Mm. after this loss, and. You know, it's it's no guarantee right now. It's still likely, but it's no guarantee that San Francisco is going to make the playoffs. I still think they will, but looking at their remaining schedule, Texans next week they'll be a massive favorite at home. Yep. And they close out the year against the Rams. They have, uh, have they been? They're nine and. Nine and eight eight, still gets them in. no, 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 no. Eight and seven. I'm just doing the math in my head. They have not been eliminated yet. In the division, but both Arizona and LA are ten and four, so pretty much have been eliminated. Arizona wins or LA wins this week. Both are a favorite. They're out as NFC West yeah. champions. Twenty to seventeen, the Titans as a home dog. Love home dogs. Get yes, it? We do. And they come on home. We'll talk to our good friend Jared Smith after this break, right here on the Nightcap. This
4: is the Nightcap on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: If you miss any part of our show or anything on the VCN schedule today, hey, don't forget to check out our free emphasis on free betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, or download and listen on your skin that's the beauty of podcasts. go to vson.com slash podcasts you can get out get it get beating the book bill alexander market insights josh applebaum plus we've got hardwood handicappers the lombardi line follow the money coast to coast hoops and many more there are they are all free available now vson.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you can also get the look ahead as part of those great podcasts that's hosted normally by this gentleman But uh, he's been nice enough to hang out with us uh, here on the Nightcap this week. Tomorrow, a little tweak in the schedule. Christmas Eve, uh, I will be up and early with uh, Stormy Bonatoni. So I'll be doing Follow the Money uh, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Uh, Hanging out with Stormy and Hoops Peterson will have you covered here on the Nightcap. Well, usually on Fridays, this gentleman joins us, but... He joins us right now, since we will not be here on Friday, Jared Smith in the fine city of New York, uh, even though I think he's on the other side of the river, but it's just easy to say New York. It's like, Jared, when I tell people where I'm from, I'm just like, I'm from D.C. I I never lived inside the city limits of D.C. It's just easier to say you live in New York City. So just, just embrace it, man. You live in New York City, all right?
4: Yeah, but if he tells me where he lives, i know exactly where it is. You're not going to say Bethesda, right? Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like, where, where are you like from? No one like,
7: knows where Bethesda is. Right.
5: Yeah, so it's uh, now no one, no one uh, is. I actually, when I was a kid, we went on vacation. You know, you go somewhere, my dad would always say D.C. i be like, Dad, why do you say? Why don't you say Maryland? He's like, no one knows if we're, you know, you're in the Caribbean, no one knows where Maryland is. It's oh D.C. Oh, that's the nation's capital. Cool. Um, you know, just to, to recap the the day here a little bit, we'll start with the NFL game. Both Scott and I last night uh, took the three and a half with Tennessee, so it was a, a nice result for us uh, in that regard. And I got to imagine, I, I. I'll be honest, uh, I didn't check your Twitter feed. I'm assuming you were on that side, too. This seemed like a bit of an overreaction. Uh, Tennessee, in the look-ahead market, was a minus-one favorite. Now they're catching three, three-and-a-half. So my hunch is that you rode with us. Uh, hopefully I'm right here.
7: Well, you're kind of right, you're kind of wrong. I definitely would have taken Tennessee if I didn't have a Niners season win total oh, that I was trying to gotcha. limp across the finish ah. line. Um, So that burned down in flames tonight, but again, on the other side, I've got the Titans to win the AFC South. Yeah, we do. So this was like the ultimate, and again, this is the futures dilemma that a lot of people have late in the season. Everyone has their own personal approach. When you make a futures bet back in August, the goal is obviously to win it, but also the goal is to try to play it off each other as much as possible to, you know, elongate your action. So, you know, if you were just on one side of the market tonight, if you just had a Titans AFC South ticket, Obviously, you'd want the Niners, you know, to lose, and you know you want to maybe come back on San Francisco, and vice versa. If you have a Niners season win total, you want the Titans to win. Titans money line would have been a nice little passive hedge there. But I had both sides covered, so this was a layoff for me. But I agree, it was definitely a spot for the Titans, um, especially with AJ Brown coming back. I had a hot take. You know, I, I'm surprised you don't have my uh, tweets up on your, uh, you know, uh, notifications <laughs> for it, Tim, by go. now, especially. Pull it uh, up right my, now. My hot take of the night. Yeah, AJ Brown, do the Titans miss him more than they miss Derrick Henry? Am I crazy for thinking that? Because he gives them an element that I know Derrick Henry's great, and I know he's a battering ram in the backfield, but – Running backs can be a little more of a dime a dozen, and A.J. Brown is not a dime a dozen, and he does special things on the football field, and he made a huge difference tonight. Yeah, especially in the second half when Ryan Tannehill remembered
4: that he was on the field. I think he was just so used to not having him on the field (laughs) that he didn't know in the first half, and maybe in the locker room he was like, hey, I know you, right? Number 11, yeah, you're on the field. Uh, But now looking at this Titans team, Jared, moving forward, um, I tweeted out the stats now. Six and two against the spread as an underdog. Three and oh, straight up, though, as a home underdog. They'll be favorites in their next two games Mm -hmm. to end the regular season. But going into the playoffs, let's say they have a matchup against, I don't know, a rematch against the Bills or a matchup maybe against the Chargers and Derrick Henry's still not back. This team's going to find themselves as an underdog at home
7: in the playoffs. Would you back the Tennessee Titans? 100%. Absolutely. Vrabel's got an incredible record as an underdog, too, especially as an underdog of more than three points, and that record just went up. Again, tonight, last week. So I've been slowly buying Titans stock all season in the AFC market, the conference market. Um, I grabbed some earlier in the year at around 8, 9 to 1. Then I grabbed some a couple weeks ago at around 11 to 1. So I'm sitting in the 9, 10 to 1 range with about a unit invested on the Titans. And they have the recipe to win games in January. Their offense can travel. They have physical players on both sides of the football. They run the ball really well. Ryan Tannehill's great in play action and their defense listen earlier in the year it was you know people were you know making fun of it now it's it's one of the more physical units in the NFL and if you get Julio Jones and AJ Brown both back to 100% we don't know if Derrick Henry's going to come back we we're hearing he is we'll see what happens um, but if he does I mean that just makes things that much more dangerous. But I'll be honest; even without Derrick Henry, I still think this Titans offense, as constructed tonight, they proved it that they can outmuscle a good team, a tough team, especially like the Niners in that front seven. And I think Tennessee is a very live dog uh, in the month of January.
5: Yeah, right now DraftKings update uh, after tonight's win went from eleven to one to nine to one uh, to win the conference. Chiefs still the favorite, followed by the Patriots and you know uh the team that the patriots lost to last weekend they play on christmas night and uh, this has been another interesting line uh and i, I you know where i'm going to be on this one indianapolis at arizona arizona lay in 1 we've seen this flip uh a couple spots during the week kind of uh go to the other side briefly then you know right back to uh to arizona minus 1 look ahead line was 5 uh prior to last week when you know Indianapolis very impressively beats the Patriots, but you look at that game too, Jared, and and, and I'm a big Indianapolis Colts believer. I, I think they're really talented. You look at the defense, Jonathan Taylor, and Carson Wentz. What completed like six passes in that yeah. game, guys? They could have easily lost. They, they blocked a punt and recovered mm-hmm. it for a touchdown. So I'm not saying they're they're bad. And this is the ultimate buy low spot in Arizona. Could Arizona just? Could there just be something wrong there? It's very possible, but. Nobody wants to back them right now. After losing like they did to the Detroit Lions, count me in on the Cardinals. What do you think about Christmas night with the Colts and Cardinals?
7: It's stinky, but that's where we like to live, right, Tim? <laughs> uh, I, I, I think <laughs> right. when you look at this line, <laughs> when you when you look at this line, obviously last week you mentioned it. The look ahead, it's moved over a field goal. And if you go, let's go back even further than that. I asked bookmakers this week, what was the line about a month or two ago before these teams kind of made their forks? You know, Indy was playing poorly earlier in the year. Then they started playing better about a month or two ago. Arizona hit their peak about a month or two ago, and now we've seen some regression. This line was almost a touchdown. So you're you're getting almost a full touchdown discount on this line from earlier in the season. And in the NFL markets, the one thing that I've learned this year and in prior years betting this league, when you get... An elite team with an elite quarterback at a discount in prime time at home. I don't care who they played the prior week. I don't care how bad they looked. Every week is a one game season. That's what we hear from all of these guys every week. That's what we hear from odds makers, from sharp betters. And when you look at the way that the lines moved, it's not only a buy low spot on the Cardinals, it's a sell high spot on Indy. So we're getting that intersection of market value on the Cardinals this week. This is the only spread bet that I made solo this week is the Arizona Cardinals laying a penny. I think it's a great spot. Um, and you will likely not find Arizona this short of a favorite against the team that, it, again, Indy's good, but I wouldn't put them in the elite status of a Rams or a Bucks sure. or a Packers. And they're only laying one point. And I think it's a really good value spot to get, on, to get in on Arizona this week. How do you size up the
4: other matchup on Christmas with Green Bay laying seven and a half against the Browns?
7: Browns look like they're on fumes. Um, The end of that game against the Raiders, the defensive line, I know Tack McKinley wasn't playing. He was already out with the Achilles, but Malik Jackson didn't practice yesterday. Um, Obviously, uh, we don't know what's going to be the status of Jadavion Clowney. I think he'll probably come back because he was on COVID, but we don't know about that. And Miles Garrett looked like he had a big time hitch in the giddy-up in the end of that game. So I'm worried about the Browns defensive line being able to slow down what is, I mean, Pick your poison with the Packers. If it's not A.J. Dillon just battering you up front, it's kind of, you know, Jones on the outside doing his thing. And then, oh, by the way, probably the MVP of the league for the second straight year, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who has a, a plethora of weapons, kind of, you know, getting in sync at the right time. And I know they blew that lead late, but I always give teams a pass When they give up the one touchdown with, what was it, two or three minutes left in the game. And then, you know, they're trying to get conservative a little bit. And then, bang, they're right back down the field. Because the snowball, you know, the snowball effect kind of takes, you know, kind of takes precedent there. Because the Packers, for the first 55 minutes of that game against the Ravens, looked dominant on offense. So, I, I think Green Bay, obviously, seven and a half is not a, you know, it's not a fun number to lay. Um, especially with a Browns team that is getting Baker back. We can argue if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, but I think the Packers in a teaser spot is really solid to go from seven and a half down to one. Match.
5: Yeah, we will, uh, We will, as always, Jared, hold you over for another segment as we uh, as we do on Fridays. Why, why break your tradition on a <laughs> Thursday, you know? So more with Jared Smith. What has he learned Merry from Christmas. the bowl season as well? More with Jared Smith on the other side. It's the Nightcap here on PC.
6: If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: This is the Nightcap on V Send, the Sports Betty Network.
5: Save 50% of a cin V-CIN all-access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits, showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today, and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide. I guess not so new anymore. You get that as well. Only 39 bucks. Put all that together. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Alongside Scott Seidenberg, I'm Tim Murray. We've got sports going on into Christmas Eve because we still have one more game. Here we go. Once again, stay calm. There's still a game in Hawaii because there is South Florida and Hawaii basketball. Uh, I might have to take Hawaii just out of principle uh, because I'm wearing this shirt right now. But uh, Vanderbilt and BYU right now, 69-64. What do you got? Speaking of basketball, Lakers down 66-55
4: at the half to the Spurs. LeBron's got 23 points on 10 of 16 shooting. No one else is in double digits. Uh, Do we
5: like Lakers' second half? Uh, No. (laughs) I don't know. Would you?
6: Eh, I I lost
5: a couple in a row here. I'm not going to stop you. Not going to stop you. Lakers were a one and a half point favorite in that game. All right, let's bring back on Jared Smith. Picks wise, check him out at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Uh, you mentioned before going to break, and I last night when I went and uh, stopped by uh, our good friends at the South Point. By the way, Chris Andrews, top of the hour, and took the three and a half with Tennessee because that was the only three and a half at the time out there. And uh, by the way, uh, someone. Uh, that was not me. I can confirm the three and a half that was bet on the Titans. Uh, Jimmy Ficaro tweeted out, uh, "I can confirm <laughs> that was not me." Uh, you the can, 22k was not you. No, no, no. Not
7: rolling 20 large there. Yeah. No,
5: I didn't. Uh, I didn't roll up to the kiosk last night and uh, start shoving in 22k. Uh, I did have that number, <laughs> Bad and man. I did have that number. Maybe a little, uh, a little less than that. Um, but uh, I take away I, some zeros. But I, I fired off uh, Jared on uh, on a teaser as well, and I like you and probably the rest of the world uh, will take the Packers down to one and a half, and uh, I pushed up the Bills to eight and a half. Love it. Uh, that's what we talked about last night. I yeah. really do like this spot oh. for the Bills. Uh, so what what is uh, what is your teaser du jour this week? Because there are some teasable
7: numbers out there this week. Tremendous teasable numbers this week. So I did a round-robin, and I was actually fortunate to get the Dolphins from 3 to 9 before the uh, quarterback disaster oh, man. Good. that took man. place today. Um, yeah, so I, I got that one in at the wire. So I did a four-team round-robin, which means six separate teaser bets. Packers, 7.5 to 1.5. Bills, 2.5 to 8.5. I got the Dolphins from 3 to 9. And then the Ravens from two and a half to eight and a half. And what I'm hearing, if it is Lamar Jackson, this line probably goes to about a pick'em. So it's up for debate if that's a good thing or a bad thing for the Ravens at this point. Tyler Huntley led uh, all NFL quarterbacks last week in EPA, which is a statistic that I know the analytics people take very, uh, pay very close attention to. So he's been playing really well. And I think this is one of those spots, very hard. What have we seen between the Ravens and the Browns? We're kind of going in the same direction with this Bills and Patriots handicap. Very difficult to beat a team twice in the same season. Right now, the line's three, and 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 I would imagine if it is Huntley, it'll probably stay right around there. Bengals getting a little bit of love at home um, there with Huntley under center. But if it's Lamar Jackson, it will move in favor of Baltimore. But I still think this is going to be a close game. This was not a close game the last time these two teams played. I'm sure John Harbaugh and company uh, have been uh, studying that film all week. And I'll be, I'll be honest, I think Cincinnati was kind of fortunate to leave Denver with a win last Sunday. So the Ravens, you know, took some of that momentum. We'll see if they can carry it over from the fourth quarter of that game against the Packers. And we'll see if the Bengals can play a little cleaner, a little crisper on offense. They only scored 15 points in that game against Denver. Granted, it was on the road against a pretty good Denver defense. But they're going to need to score. If they score 15 points again this week, I feel very confident that the Ravens will keep it with an 8.5 points.
4: Bengals plus one twenty five, Ravens plus one sixty, Browns plus five fifty, Steelers plus seven hundred. Who wins that division?
7: Oh man, I mean, are, are we crazy for thinking that the Steelers are completely dead? I mean, I know they've got a really tough game in Kansas City this week. I, Scott, I say Scott's I think, all about I think them there, seven Jared. to one, Jared. I, I can make you the case why they're winning this division. And
4: yeah, se- but and also, seven to one I, but is that's the value the
7: discrepancy. 100%, and that's what I'm saying. The money line for Pittsburgh at Kansas City this week is much shorter than 7-1. to And I would say those are very correlated bets. If Pittsburgh wins this week, if since, you know, let's say Cincinnati, let's say Cincinnati wins. Doesn't, who, doesn't Pittsburgh play Cincinnati the last week of the year? No, I they, think Pittsburgh's got one more game against. Pittsburgh plays uh, the Browns and the Ravens. No, they don't. They play the Browns and the Ravens. Browns, right. Okay, so then, so then, so then let's flip the scenarios. Let's say the Ravens win this week. And then the Steelers can win out and beat the Ravens in that final week of the year, which they kind of owe him one, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I think in, in when you look at the the money line this week for the Chiefs, you know, in that game against the Chiefs, the discrepancy between what the Steelers are to win the division and what their money line is on Sunday, I think that's where you can find some of that hidden value because, again, those are very correlated bets. You'll get some instant movement in your direction, some pretty significant movement, I would say, uh, if Pittsburgh is able to pull off that upset uh, at Arrowhead on Sunday. Hey, if no Kelsey, no Hill,
4: could have a possibility there with the COVID situation. That's true.
5: Very true. Uh, We're talking to Jared Smith uh, from PicksWise. Uh, Jared, before we let you run, got a couple minutes uh, to switch over to the bowl season. Uh, The news coming out in case people hadn't heard, uh, Hawaii dealing with a COVID issue. So that game has been canceled. Uh, So anyone who had some good numbers on Memphis, uh, both Scott and I were sitting there at seven. Uh, We know some people who were in under a touchdown uh, unfortunately those will all be refunded so after tonight we already saw UCF win outright uh my mighty mean green falling apart and that was uh that was shot to the heart there uh but still dogs uh, barking a little bit eight and six uh against the spread so far with the unders or sorry uh the overs excuse me nine and five but three straight unders uh looking ahead we've got a game on you know Christmas Day and then it really kind of ramps up after that. Uh, overall kind of your takeaway so far of the bowl season and any early week plays that you're, you're keying in on next week.
7: I mean, it's, it's been, the handicaps have been relatively simple because they're kind of correlated to what we've seen in the past, which is motivation and location matters a heck of a lot more than what your stats are, what your record is, what the trends are, what your offense is doing, what your defense has done prior weeks. Um, you know, for example, tonight's game between UCF and Florida, um, talent-wise, you know, I, I would say uh, maybe Florida has an edge, maybe not a definitive edge, but I would still say Florida has a pretty decent edge in talent over UCF. Uh, but you could tell UCF w- was was more prepared for that game. Gus Malzahn, I thought, um, did a pretty decent job uh, in his first game as head coach at UCF. And I, I think overall, um, you know, that was a game that the Golden Knights really wanted a lot more uh, than the Gators did. And I, I think that is a great way to kind of look at these games. We, we've seen that with a few prior games. Um, and I think when you look at this next game coming up on Saturday, Ball State and Georgia State, Georgia State's playing in Montgomery, Alabama, which is like 100 miles away from Atlanta. Ball State's not, Muncie, Indiana is not 100 miles away from Atlanta. <laughs> so they've got to make a, a long trip. Um, and, you know, what What, what are these kids? I, and I know that there's obviously, when, when kids show up to a bowl game, they're not trying to lose. But, when you're not quite as motivated as the other team, those pads pop a little bit lighter. And I think for Georgia State, this line's moved heavily in their favor. I still would take them under a touchdown. Um, And I think in general, that's the handicap that I'm looking at uh, when I'm trying to find some edges in these, because these bowl games are nuts. They're volatile. You know, the coaches are very aggressive, but there are little edges to be found in the motivation and in the location aspects, which is something that we obviously take. Uh, we pay a lot of attention. That's kind of why I love Western Michigan, not just because of the the opt-outs for Nevada,
4: but this game is in Detroit where Western Michigan did not yeah. get a chance to play in the MAC championship game. The MAC championship game is in Ford Field every year. This is their trip to Ford Field now, and I think that this is a game that is a source of pride for them playing in that building, which is really the max house, if you will. So I like Western Michigan to get the job done against a Carson Strong, less Nevada team.
7: Yeah, Carson Strong. Less. I agree a hundred percent. So I so this line. I remember Tim. I'm sure we exchanged messages that day because I feel like we we do those we do that most days. But I, I think it was a day where all of a sudden we saw a couple of points get shaved off of this line. It was like Western Michigan getting about five or six. Then all of a sudden it jumped to three. Yeah. And we hadn't heard any news on Carson Strong yet. This was like two weeks ago. And I I, I tried to catch the falling knife and I got in Western Michigan plus three. And I'll be honest, I'm I'm kind of thinking I'm gonna try to middle this thing if I can grab seven <laughs> on the other side, um, because you don't get opportunities in bowl games of a ten point middle. Um, now, if you're if you have no action, you know prior, you're not you know catching three with the Broncos here. I, I think you would probably uh, still want to lay it because I agree, the motivation, the location, all of it favors Western Michigan. Uh, But, man, oh, man, I am tempted because you don't get the middle games often. Ten-point middle is pretty juicy in a bowl game.
5: At Jared Lee Smith is where you can find him on Twitter. Check him out with PicksWise as well. Jared, always appreciate it, man. Happy holidays. We'll uh, catch up next week. Have a good one, gentlemen. There he is, Jared Smith. It is the nightcap. We'll talk to Chris Andrews from behind the counter next right here on VC.